Hey everyone, welcome. I'm Selena. And I'm Fluke. And we love Married at First Sight. Ooh, let's get into it. Okay, so we're in season 12, episode 9. The title is Three Little Words. Ooh, is it really? It is. It definitely is. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, the three words definitely vary by couples. Some is can't stand you. <laughs> and some is I love you. Ooh, we got lots of love in the end this episode. How did you feel about it, Faluke? This episode was fine. It was a really nice balance of drama and sappiness and all the things that we love Married at First Sight for. I actually was pretty pleased with this episode, ex- with the exception of seeing Chris's face again. Mm-hmm. No, I'm a little bit tired of the Paige Chris saga as well. It seems that it will continue on. It seems that they, they're making a play at it, but we'll get to that later. Um, uh, overall, I was okay on the episode. I was glad that we've kind of push that really dramatic side the Paige and Chris stuff to the side and we're giving it its appropriate amount of time and we're focusing on the other couples as they try to work it out that's what I'm excited about seeing me too so shall we jump in let's go all right well the episode starts with Virginia and Eric waking up in different states I was thrown off because I was like why is there a monument behind Eric It seems that they haven't been spending as much time together because with Eric's flight schedule and Virginia's friend schedule, they've been missing each other. No surprise there. We knew that was going to happen. Yes. Well, there was no surprise there, but I was actually still surprised because I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why are you missing? (laughs) Typically during the experiment, they talk about things that will happen in the future, but you don't always see them in the purest form of reality. So I was wondering if maybe they delayed their work schedules. I didn't realize people were jumping back into work. That's a good point. Yeah, and I didn't realize that Virginia had such a busy social calendar in the middle of a pandemic, but here we are. I hope- You know it. They're getting tested frequently. The one thing that I wanna say is, it seems like Clara, who is a flight attendant, probably has a schedule similar to um, what's the name, Eric, as a pilot, she hasn't been notably absent. So maybe she took uh, a sabbatical or time off for this, whereas Eric was like, let's keep pumping. He was like, give her the time off. Later in the episode, Clara does talk about her flight schedule with Ryan, but they talk about it in future tense as if she hasn't mm-hmm. rejoined. Been pre- doing it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will see. Yeah, I'm also just like, what's up with the season of airbound individuals <sighs> then the next scene is Haley with her friends and we get the return of my fave friend and she's wearing green which is not a crucial detail but I thought she looked great wonderful <laughs> Haley is catching them up on her marriage even though we just saw them last episode and apparently the night before Jacob confronted her about not being physically attracted to him He straight Mm -hmm. up was like, are you or are you not into me? And Haley felt, quote unquote, cornered and admitted that she wasn't into him. 
so I wish honestly that we had been there that we had been filming that instead of the conversation after the facts because I feel like in that situation tone uh, body language a whole bunch of things were said without being verbally stated um, and I think that we have seen over the course of several episodes that Haley uh, does not perform well under pressure and Jacob is the type of person that applies pressure so uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a match made in hell um, I I feel bad about the whole situation. Um, obviously, we could tell that Haley, the attraction wasn't immediate. It was probably going to have to grow if it ever came. And Jacob is feeling a little uh, neglected, a little pushed to the side. It, it's bad all around. I don't even know whose side I'm on. How do you feel about it? You don't know whose side you're on? Well, let me tell no. you. I'm, mm, let me tell you I am on Jacob's side. Because okay. he has to apply pressure because he's in a relationship with a woman who will not speak to him, who will not communicate, who will not allow herself to be vulnerable, who does not put her walls down. I don't think that in a moment of tension, Haley understands that she is working with her spouse to get to a place that is positive for both of them. It feels like she immediately becomes resistant and defensive when confronted. And while we weren't there for the scene that took place, we did get a glimpse at it through home footage, through the mm -hmm. security footage. Um, and it was quite an awkward encounter, I would say. At least so, it, it, I, I do think it was a degree better than Chris and Paige's situation. The question is, would you rather have somebody have to get to a point where they have to ask you, are you physically attracted to me? Or do you just want to straight up say it? Now, Haley believes that she can grow in attraction to him, that the relationship is not over. Jacob seems to have surrendered altogether and been like, you know what? We could just ride this out as friends, knowing that we're going to get a divorce at the end. And that's fine with me. I definitely understand Jacob's perspective. I think that we or we have heard that Jacob, when he was younger, was a bit of a nerd, was a little bit of a, a weirdo. And no surprise, because he's still a weirdo, still love him for it. Um, but I think that he is a little bit sensitive to being rejected or to feeling rejected. So I can understand why he's like, OK, I'm going to disengage at this point and we'll just ride out as friends. Nobody wants to hear that. Uh, the partner that they've been sleeping with doesn't find them cute or doesn't think that they have a nice face or a nice body or something redeeming. But the reason why I'm on the fence is because I saw on Twitter, um, this is kind of a controversial topic. Some people feel that Jacob is being a little bit too pushy, a little even edging on creepy. And so I understand your perspective about Jacob feeling like he has to take the reins or otherwise this relationship will kind of meander to a halt. And he feels like he's doing what he can to, um, to continue it, to keep the drive going. But I know that a number of people have identified that as, as, as pushy, as too much. Like maybe if you have to do that much activity, isn't the answer already obvious? You know, if you have to push that hard, isn't it clear?
I don't agree. I think people who are saying that he's creepy are being short-sighted and they're lacking sympathy. This man is locked up in a marriage with a person who will not communicate with him, who, in my opinion, speculating, probably had sex with him once by way of alcohol and then never touched him again, gave him hope and then pulled back. Mm-hmm. And so while this couple is not only lacking in physical intimacy, they're also lacking in emotional intimacy. We saw last episode when asked, what do you all have in common? Haley could only muster up that they both like dogs. Mm. This man is frustrated. He willingly, joyfully, excitedly signed up for an experiment to find his spouse and instead is met with someone who not only lacks experience, but just common courtesy, who lacks Mm -hmm. the ability to be straightforward. In general, it doesn't seem that Jacob's temperament leans towards being pushy, aggressive, none none of the above. Because Mm -hmm. when he's in a setting with the boys where the stakes are low and no one's pushing him, he feels no need to chime in when there's no, when he's not involved. So I Mm -hmm. find it hard to believe. I find it hard to characterize him in general as pushy, in general as creepy. He's not being a creep. This is his wife who allegedly is supposed to be building an attraction with him, building in love with him. It seems like Haley just shuts down. And to me, I'm not, feel it no I completely agree I think that it is odd that Haley at 28 years old has no capacity for difficult conversations like I I don't know how she has made it this far in life kind of like awkward chuckling through all of tense situations over and over um but at the same time um he's not he is not trapped. He is not imprisoned in a marriage at any point in time. As we've seen with Paige and Chris, he could walk away. And I'm sure he does not want to walk away, but that is an option, especially if he is this frustrated that he's acting out of character. I believe this was an attempt to not get to a negative place. Mm-hmm. By ending and walking away, It, I think he wants it to end on good terms. If they just agree that it's not working out, then he doesn't have to continue to be invested in the situation. He doesn't have to pour into the situation. He doesn't have to resent her to a point where he internalized the rejection. He doesn't have to become frustrated and irritated and angry with her. He just wants to know so he can move forward. I'm team Jacob on this. Haley, go Bleep yourself. Yes. <laughs> Haley was spending time with everybody but Jacob this episode. She was even at Paige's house. He was like, yeah, you're at Paige's house. What? Doing what? A sad girl support group? Come on now. Go spend They're time with your man. There, hating their men. Hating their men, girl. Sitting there kiki and laughing about what this uh, nigga did lately or what this man did today. Uh, Chris and I, Jacob are not even in the same stratosphere. Let Haley tell it. Let Haley tell it. But either way, I would say I'm on the fence. I'm not team Haley. I'm not team Jacob. It's a sad situation all around. And I feel bad for all involved. In this situation in particular, I feel like in a lot of divorce situations, there is no way to, or there's not 
a whole lot of options to avoid contention, to have a, a divorce that ends on us having good terms. Usually when divorce happens between long-term couples or even short-term couples that just didn't work, it is one that we're not coming back from. We're not friends. We can't kick it, at least immediately. Uh, however, I think that Jacob had or has an opportunity to, now that he is kind of disengaged, back up a little bit, to say, hey, Haley, um, I'm ready to go. It's not that I'm angry with you or anything. I'm just ready to, to let this go, as you said, without resentment in my heart and to just leave. Do you think in any circumstance, Jacob could leave, get divorced from Haley before uh, decision day? and still be on good terms. They can be on good terms. That doesn't mean they have to text each other. Mm -hmm. And Jacob seems to be fairly mature. He's like, cool, we can be cordial, but let me go renovate my house instead of you know, sitting with you playing Parcheesi or reading a date card. You know, Just let me go about my business. Let me prepare for the future. What what does it for me about this relationship is not that Haley is not attracted to Jacob. It's it's the immaturity on her part, mm -hmm. which we see later when when they're sitting with each other and she doesn't really listen to understand. She's very defensive, as I previously mentioned, mm -hmm. and has no remorse. It, and I, I felt the frustration from Jacob. He is one of the most expressive people on the show and I love it and I live for it. Um, because Haley is right. Attraction can grow, but attraction mm -hmm. typically grows when you get to know the person and she's spending no time getting to know her partner. Uh, I don't think that divorces in general can end immediately on a positive note. I think that if you get to a place of wanting a divorce, um, you're pretty upset. I think that over time, after the divorce is complete, you can calm down enough to be on good terms. But at least in my mind, in order to, one, get married to a person, and two, be so upset with them that you want to not be married to them and go through an entire divorce process, which takes, you know, not a short amount of time, I think you have to be pretty upset. So I think that immediately after the divorce is finalized, I don't think that you're necessarily that person on good terms with that person. But over time, as you are able to, to work through the anger or work through the disappointment or work through whatever emotion that you were feeling towards that person, then yeah, I think you could come back. Especially if you have kids, you need yeah. to come back. At some point, you got to make it work. I don't even think, when you have kids, you can't even really leave. You can't. It's unfortunate, but that time to process has to be in parallel with you still working with that person. I don't know. I just, I just feel like when you're in a certain relationship, especially for a while, if it's built on mutual respect and good times and, you know, their family and they know you and sometimes it's just not your person. It's not your person, but you have love for them and you can, you can, you know, fall fall apart, dissolve the relationship, but you don't mm -hmm. have to dissolve the love. But and however, usually one person is more into it than the other and they need time to rebound. So, Yeah, I feel like no matter what, even if it's a situation where 
we just wake up over the course of time and realize that we're not the one for each other, there's still going to be some, some sorrow, some disappointment, because if you got married, you thought at least one point that this was your person. So even if it, it is the most calm, you know, you, you go your way, I go my way, there's still some sadness and disappointment that this didn't work out. Okay, well, on the other side of the spectrum, we see Ryan and Clara are getting to know each other over crafts. They go out and they have a fun day doing pottery. They, this is where they talk about Clara's flight schedule and the logistics and they start to work through their marriage. And we also learn that Ryan's a little bit of a perfectionist. He likes to be the best at things. He likes to go hard. I feel like we didn't get much from this couple this episode, except for dates, which they seem like the couple that likes to go on dates. Mm -hmm. The pottery was cute. The donuts were okay. I have thoughts about Clara because you know she's not my favorite. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll hear from you first on your fave fun girl. Like her, I wouldn't say I love her anymore. The reason why I wouldn't say I love her anymore is because I think that she um, is being very passive or maybe even passive aggressive in this relationship. I think that even in past episodes, previous episodes, I have uh, mentioned that I see a little bit of controlling energy from Ryan. This time we saw a little bit of perfectionist energy. To me, that kind of goes hand in hand, um, wanting things to go your way. I think that Clara, just as we saw with um, Jacob and Haley, what we previously talked about, Clara, um, is doing the opposite and kind of just letting it unfold and meander. And I feel bad because as we get later on in the episode, we see more and more that she is, it is hard for her to to have a voice in this relationship. And I think that that's setting a dangerous precedent, not dangerous uh, for her safety or for her health or anything, but I think one that will not be um, beneficial to the marriage. I think, I, I don't really like Ryan. I don't know. I don't like that the more that we know of him, the more that he seems image obsessed. He seems like he's got to have it this way. He's got to have it perfect. He's got to uh, go to bed at the exact right time and eat the exact right food and work out the exact amount of time. I don't, I don't like him that much. It seems like he's very contrived. How do you feel about him? And them. They're not my favorite couple, as previously stated. Clara, I'll come back to Clara. Ryan, I don't like him. I couldn't be in a relationship with him, but I have respect for him. We previously touched upon what he then revealed in this episode, which is his expectations from birth. He's a preacher's kid, and he's been somewhat locally in the public eye. People have expected certain things of him. They've wanted for him to be, they've wanted for him to attain a certain amount of success in a certain way. And so he feels a lot of pressure. And when you feel pressure, you you value perfection over progress. And you are asked to finally fit into the expectations of other people instead of being able to find yourself in freedom. Mm-hmm. I respect him for that. I, I, I don't. Him. 
let me stop you real quick I don't because I understand that that's the way that he grew up I understand that that was his circumstances for a time but it isn't anymore you live in Atlanta now these um pressures are that you have upon yourself we know are now completely arbitrary uh and you're a grown man you have to do the work at some point to undo the the trauma or the turmoil that you experienced in your past you can we cannot continue to blame the past we can acknowledge the past had a a part in who I am today but you have to take the reins on who you want to be especially in this marriage true he does need to do the work but up until this point that's been the right thing to do so how does he know that it's wrong, number one? And number two, he needs a partner who's going to challenge him. He doesn't need a partner that's going to shovel donuts down her throat and be like, dang, that was deep. I wasn't trying to go there. Girl, this is a marriage. You thought we were just going to text hey back and forth for six weeks? I, Ryan took the time to, to let her in to his world, to his psyche. He was not complaining or making excuses. He took a moment to be vulnerable and share what makes him who he is. He can be flexible. He's clearly sitting across from a stack of donuts. He can be flexible. But when met with such a dismissive answer, which such, which such a flippant fly girl, you're not going to, one, you're, you're delaying, if not halting, any further intimacy you'll develop in that area because the answer was so unreceptive. Why would I even wanna open up to you? Meanwhile, this man is sitting across from this girl wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt. Mm -hmm. There's more to discuss that will be quote unquote deep than his, his need to, to work out and eat well because he's trying to attain a level of excellence that was uh, projected upon him. So what does a conversation about race look like with Clara? Mm -hmm. Is she I, sucking down on an ice cream? I mean, like, dang, I was just trying to have freeze, brain freeze. And now you want me to think about life? Girl, if you don't go somewhere, she's so irky to my soul. She, I can tell she is irky to your soul because I think that you are going extra hard on her. I do agree that the answer that she gave was it was like girl after begging this bed to open up he finally does and I understand when someone finally opens up and it's like okay this, this this is a lot of stuff that I don't necessarily care about can't necessarily relate to but he's finally opening up and I thought that she would be ready to receive it but it seems that for whatever reason, maybe she was caught off guard mid donut. She was like, oh, I thought this was going to be a fun, chill date, not a, a serious talk it out date. And I can understand some dates you just want to laugh. You just want to kiki. I don't want to do heavy. And some days you do. However, I'm not going to say that she has no capacity to do uh these hard conversations, like I would say about Haley, because this is the first time that she has not stepped up to the plate and been ready to receive him. I, or rather, this is 
there's two things. This is the first time. This is the first time that she has not stepped up to the plate. This is the first time that he has stepped up to the plate and been ready. Uh, so it's unfortunate that they are out of sync. The one time that he's ready to talk, she's not ready to listen. I'm hopeful that it was just a mistake. It was just, you caught me off guard. I'm ready now. Let's do this now. I don't know if that's the case, but I'm willing to wait and see because this is the first experience to me. It's the first experience, but the signs have been there. The signs have been there that Clara likes a quote unquote exotic man for what it looks like next to her and for not what it comes with, which is complexity and potentially uncharted waters for her that she would have to explore. She don't want a complicated last name and she doesn't want your backstory. She wants you to stand next to her and make sure that she can tap dance on the side. That's I'm not going to give her all that. You're not giving it to her. And yet, not yet around every corner, she has proven to be the person that I thought she would be. I don't know. I do Time know. will tell. I'm not going to say yes. I don't know. I do know. I was very frustrated with her. Um, it seems like the only time that she wants to get up, you know, she was ready to be deep when it wasn't her business. She was ready to confront Chris about all his stuff and Rick, when it when it earned her airtime. But on her date, she wants to what? Giggle? That ain't gonna happen. You're with Ryan. You're not well, that funny. She this would have earned her more airtime. So if we're saying that she's conniving. And that she wants more airtime. This would have been the perfect opportunity to develop a storyline. And she just dropped the ball. So I honestly think that she, she was just taken by surprise that after we, uh, two weeks or three weeks or maybe four weeks of trying to crack this nut, it finally cracked. And she was like, no, oh, oh my God. So I'm willing to give her a little, extend a little bit more grace. I know that the grace is out for you, Flo, okay? One point of clarification, I don't think she's conniving. I don't think she's a malicious person. I don't think she has bad intention. Well, when I say conniving, I don't necessarily mean that she is evil, like a, a Disney villain, but I mean that if she is intending in her mind going into a setting thinking about how she can get more airtime how she can get more play to me that maybe the word is calculating rather than conniving or trying to figure out a way to get more time in the shine yeah no I don't think she's trying to figure out how to get more airtime needless to say I still think they're going to stay together because as previously mentioned Ryan likes his image. Ryan mm -hmm. is committed to the process. And even if it's moving at a slow pace, he's willing to see it out. And Clara wants to be loved. I don't think she wants this to fail. Okay, so let me ask you this. We just talked about Jacob, who uh, maybe took too active a role in trying to define and defend his marriage. Now we're talking about Clara, who, in my estimation, is taking too passive a role in defining and designing her marriage um how do you feel is there a sweet spot are you leaning more towards uh, a jacob an, an active defender or are you leaning more towards clara uh go with the flow girl even in, to your detriment it depends on your partner it depends on the pace of your partner it depends on 
the communication of your partner, the tolerance of your partner. I often fill the role that is not there. So if I have a very go with the flow partner, I am going to step up and be a little bit more, take the reins, ask direct questions. If I have a partner who's very controlling, contrived, set in their ways, then I often become the one that's go with the flow. It just depends. And this is a hard, I, I also want to clarify that this is a very hard situation. It's a situation that no one can prepare for with tons of cameras in your face, producers, a totally new spouse that you are laying next to every day. You may not be showing the best version of yourself. You may, may not be prepared at every turn. Mm -hmm. Although Clara did do improv if she did all that show choir and theater, but you're not prepared. in high school, girl. High school. I my my high school improv has gotten me this far, so she she should be all right. Yes, and girl. Yes, and through the conversation, you'll be okay. But yeah, I don't think there's a right way to go about it. It is it is a ever changing situation, which is why you have to kind of go into it and say, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who this person is going to be, but I will be compassionate. I will be communicative, and I will be open open to all the possibilities and knowing that it's not going to go exactly how you had it in your mind. It's not going to be exactly the fairy tale you wrote down at the age of six in your book. You need to be listening and learning yourself and your partner. Even if it's like, when they did this, I reacted this way. Why? It all comes back to doing the work. Mm -hmm. We always throw back to last season. That's why Amani mm -hmm. and Woody were so successful is because they did the work before they showed up. Mm -hmm. There wasn't all this catching up to do. With these couples, it seems like such a distance between who they are now and the potential for who they could be later in their marriages. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, Amani and Woody absolutely did do the work beforehand, but they also, um, maybe not on camera, but we know they had disagreements. They put in a significant amount of work during as well in order to uh, figure out where people's boundaries were, where their boundaries were to figure out what they are willing to bend a little bit and be flexible on. Like they did a lot of work to be able to look that seamless and effortless and fun and effervescent. It took work. It took work prior to, and it takes maintenance during. It doesn't stop. And it don't stop. Absolutely. What happened next? Oh, Eric and Virginia. Mm -hmm. Okay. At the gun range. <laughs> wow. On the nose. Right on it. Another couple that goes on a date this episode is Eric and Virginia. After coming back from some time apart, they decide to go. They go to the driving range. They golf. Oh, for some reason, I thought it was a gun range. I don't know what I was thinking. You just saw Eric and you. Certainly. Projected. I saw Range and Eric and I was like, oh, done. Uh, <laughs> one note is that Eric and Virginia spent a lot of time in the dark this episode. This is not relevant, but I'm just making a point of it. Is the lighting situation with Eric and Virginia continued to be challenging all throughout the episode? The gun, the there golf is. range. <laughs> The golf, it is. they were basically in the dark. When they went back to Eric's house, they were in all this colored, dark lighting. And I just want them to step into the light. Why is it production makes them the bald-headed stepchild? When they were on the honeymoon, they were always by water. What's going on, y'all? Give them a chance. Anywho, light them up. 
Light them up. Yes. So this part was particularly funny to me because Eric had come back from a trip. Virginia had come back from a trip. And Virginia was like, well, you didn't text me enough. And mm-hmm. where were you? And I'm just desperate for some time with you. And I said, ooh, not- the tables have turned. <laughs> not you. Not you. I need time alone. I need time off from my marriage, Virginia, writing Eric about his marital duties. I thought that was quite comical. And apparently so did Eric, because he was pleased with himself. He was like, this was appropriate. Eric is definitely one of those guys um I wouldn't say that plays games but tests you so I think very intentionally Eric left and kept communication to a minimum to see to let Virginia know this is how it's gonna feel if we continue to walk down your path but if we go down my path then I can make more of an effort to be around to FaceTime you to do all of the things that uh, would make me feel like I'm here so I feel like maybe Eric had some some ulterior motives however we knew that this was going to be an issue for Virginia as much as she loves to put on this independent woman show and talk this talk like she don't need no man all she needs is her friends and her liquor uh we know the truth which is Virginia greatly enjoys having people around, having someone to come home to. And I don't understand why she feels that it is weak or or not um, becoming of her to say, listen, Eric, I really enjoy your time and I really want to make more time with you. It's just, I don't know what the block is in her mind, except that in the past, she's probably dealt with boyfriends instead of husbands and she's probably uh dealt with people who maybe she wanted more time from but they weren't willing to give her that and so now she doesn't even ask for it anymore but Eric's willing to give it to you girl if you just stop being so hard-headed and impressed to go out with your friends we can do this just give into it give into the love some people don't know how to be loved and cared for and it's sad to see Well, we know that Virginia has had challenges developing her ability to love and be loved because she talks about previous relationship or she talks about in her childhood, she never really had good examples of love. She always was a witness to complicated, toxic relationships. And it wasn't until her sister got in a relationship with her partner that she really saw unconditional love, that she saw strong love, that she saw healthy love. Woo, take a page. I wish we heard more, honestly, from Virginia's sister. We haven't seen her yet, except at the wedding, like in passing, we saw her back. (laughs) I want to see more of her. Let's get her out here. Virginia hasn't had a lot of opportunity to learn about love, but she's willing to work with Eric. It seems like this experience was really transformative for her. And moving forward, she may walk more confidently in her role as a wife. I hope so. I hope that she's able to to be more certain in the fact that she's a wife. And I understand that perhaps her, her performance of wifehood might be considered non-traditional and not necessarily what Eric is used to. But I hope that she relishes and really takes in somebody cares where I am. Somebody wants to know 
about what I'm doing. Somebody wants to talk to me regularly instead of taking that as some type of a ball and chain, you know, like somebody cares about you. Somebody loves you enough to want to make sure that you're safe. I hope that she'll be able to take that away at some point. It's interesting what you said about her being used to boyfriends because of the episode she... (laughs) Because of the episode, she said, by now, I would have been gone. In almost Mm. every single relationship I have, I just run. I put them at arm's length and I dash, basically, Mm -hmm. is what Virginia said. And Eric looked at her in awe. what? He said, (laughs) what? He was not pleased. He's still, I mean, he's still being lovely to her face, but in confessionals, he's giving us a whole different tea. He's like, I don't know if she's ready for this. There, there, I'm not going to lie. I did go all when Eric said that he loved her at the end. I did, although his little speech was a little bit suspect when he was like, I have um, said this in um, maybe less meaningful ways, but I wanted to let you know that I love you. <laughs> I'm, I feel it. I'm sure he said it in the heat of passion. And she was like, okay. it was like, I love you. It happens. It happens to the best of them, I'm sure. So. It happens to the best of them, but I don't need you to say that to me while you're saying it to me. <laughs> we know, girl. We know. <laughs> oh, these two, these two. But yeah, and then he had his little, um, I'm skipping around, whatever, but he Go had on. his... Yeah. Um, little boy band moment with mm-hmm. his guitar they look like they were in high school and the little lights which I couldn't see either of their faces but it was cute they're growing on me yeah all they needed all he needed was a little shaggy haircut since they said that um he used to have long hair and, and maybe like a black t-shirt or something and he'd be back in high school back in uh the early 2000s in high school but either way um like you said, this couple, when we started, I knew that they had something, but I was for, I was certain that this was going to be the couple that I didn't like, um, other, of course, than Paige and Chris. This was going to be the couple that I wasn't with. And week after week after week, Eric and Virginia have proven to be insanely likable. Not in an Imani Woody way, going back to season 11 again, because that's the the gold standard yes that is the bar so either way they are insanely likable they I I don't know why um I certainly get conservative overtones uh or undertones rather and that is why I'm sure I thought it was a gun range as opposed to a golf range but nonetheless somehow despite all of that I still like these people. I'm still rooting for these people. I'm hopeful that Eric does not get tired of being a guide. I'm also hopeful that he does not patronize her. I hope that he guides her as a partner as opposed to from like a balcony and like from a place of of raised over her. Um, I'm hopeful that she is willing to be guided and, and make this step away from boyfriends into long-term commitment because I think that he is is willing to go the long distance with her and I want to talk to you a little bit about her drinking I saw that it seems that Eric is kind of putting his head in the sand about how much Virginia is drinking do you think that we're ever going to get to a point where Eric feels comfortable enough to 
make that case against uh, or for slowing down a little bit on the drinking while we're on the show or never? He'll make the case to camera in a confessional. I'm not confident <laughs> he'll make it to Virginia, to her face. They have a really interesting relationship. I don't feel as though I can predict what. Anything. Yes. <laughs> what will happen and how people will feel, to be honest. Skipping all the way to the end, another thing that is going to be an issue for them, we saw in a preview for the next episode, they're starting to talk about kids. And we know last time. That's what I was thinking. I didn't say it, but I, I know they're going to have a conversation about drinking when Virginia gets pregnant, if she gets pregnant, because she's if still she half and pregnant. half on it. We know that in the past, in past episodes, Virginia has been forthright with Eric's mama about not wanting kids. So, and I think that uh, that's a deal breaker for Eric, or at least he said as much. So it will be interesting to see. An unexpected date on the episode was between Paige and Chris's pastor. Dwight. Dwight. Oh, you learned his name now? Yeah, Dwight. Is Dwight or Dwight? <laughs> I would say so, but listen, the militia came for us. So don't even speak on Dwight anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's my man. Leave him. Hello. Alone. Leave him. Leave him. The way that I I don't even have calm words for Paige anymore when I'm watching. It's just me yelling at the TV. And <laughs> she says a phrase, I yell something back. She's like, I'm first of all she didn't even say anything she just walked in and I was like why are you here why are you here did she just I know you wanted to meet with me who cares why are you even interacting with anyone in Chris's orbit that's and also pastor is messy he got a whole congregation to to answer to and he's here with you for what Mm -hmm. I did appreciate that he um (laughs) what did he say about Chris he said Chris is unstable he is not stable and he was not prepared for this experiment I said dang that would have been nice to know a couple of weeks ago Pastor Dwight like his letter of recommendation I'm sure when you married us before God I'm sure like you you could have uh said I object right then and there and you didn't thanks Mm -hmm. and Paige lets him know yep I saw him and he let me know he does not want to move forward with this marriage she also mentioned that he was supposed to go to some kind of doctor's appointment, some kind of prenatal appointment with mm-hmm. Mercedes, his ex-fiance, but apparently the, the timeline moved and he didn't go or the appointment was moved. Something about the timeline wasn't adding up for our accountant page. And mm-hmm. she made a bold speculation that potentially the girl ain't even pregnant. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad that um, she's putting two and two together. Just like you, I, every time she comes on the screen at this point, it is, what is she going to do next? What silly rabbit thing is she going to do next? Um, it's so hard to watch somebody not know their worth, not know their value or, or devalue themselves by continuing to allow this to fester. I understand that Pastor Dwight probably came with the best of intentions or at least the most neutral of intentions. But honestly, if a man 
says he's not attracted to me. He doesn't want to stay married to me. He wants to be with his baby mama. He has said a hundred different ways. No, I am not talking to his pastor no more. I'm not accepting his calls no more. I'm not accepting his mama's calls no more. Like you have closed the door to me and that's fine. You can do that. I just don't understand why Paige is uh, continuing to allow herself to have to deal with people as you said Fluke in his circle like he has closed the circle to you and you guys weren't even married long enough that your circles have merged he isn't reaching out to Nancy he isn't reaching out to some of your other friends or your father or your pastor or mother like read the room sis I also feel as though if you're coming for spiritual guidance I reject your invitation because I've seen your work and I'm not impressed for what? He's not a good body. <laughs> I've, I've seen the output of your sewing and I'm not interested. The pastor your flock also, has left. The flock has left. I will be making no coins in your change thingy. What's the thing they pass around? Oh God, look at how long I haven't been at church. Oh gosh, um, the, the even jumped out. I know. <laughs> And it jumped in. The collection plate. To say. The yeah. collection plate. The collection the offering. Plate. Yes. Comes in the collection plate. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shout out to G-O-D. And then the pastor reveals that Chris had even been engaged before Mercedes. Mm-hmm. So I really don't know how this man got past the experts. I was watching an interview with Dr. Viviana on the Bold and the Beautiful YouTube channel. And she said that by all accounts, according to the experts and the producers, Chris was a front runner when he was being casted. They liked his story, that he was quote unquote homeless at one point and made something of himself, that he was a business owner and he was charming, he was likable and they saw no red flags. Charming, likable? Mm-hmm. And Dr. Viviana said, and trust me, there's been a ton of people who we found to be arrogant and cocky. And she said, that's her biggest pet peeve. And she doesn't like to have those people on the show. And she's just as surprised as all of us to be, to watch what has gone down between Chris and Paige. I don't what know if is, I buy that. I don't know if I buy it. What it sounds like to me is somebody fell for a trauma porn story uh Chris threw out the words homeless rags to riches um uh <laughs> something from nothing out the mud uh rose from concrete something stupid and contrived like that and uh the experts the producers everybody fell for it hook line and sinker it's a tale as old as college uh applications all you have to do is write down all the reason why white life had you down maybe why the white supremacy was working against you why the patriarchy was working against you and you get the leg up by selling your trauma it it's not they had I cannot believe that they sat and spoke with him on more than one occasion and took away charming from him because almost immediately um during the pre-episode just hearing him talk about himself even removed from Paige he sounded 
uh, um, arrogant. He sounded uh, very satisfied and pleased with himself in in a in a very pompous way. And there was no, at no time did I think that this guy might be charming. Uh, he is the least charming guy I had ever seen on TV. I bet you there was an intern who said, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> I know y'all love him, but I'm seeing something. And they said, shut up, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your thoughts, Lisa. <laughs> Could you get us our coffee? <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. Jordan, can you, <laughs> we're actually discussing big people things. Could you walk out? I think somebody probably was not buying it. Later in the episode, Chris and Paige meet up, which she was so ready to tell the girls when she met at the pool party. She goes, oh yeah, we talked. Um, We're actually going to meet later on. And I go, the way that you are saying that with your chest, (laughs) at this point, I wouldn't be talking about it no more. Yes. I feel like at this point, I wouldn't bring up Chris's name in a group setting anymore, even if I was intending to meet with him because he, it's been enough. There, I don't, as she said a couple of episodes ago, I don't want to be the drama couple anymore. I would be actively working towards that. We're not going to talk about what's going on with Paige and Chris anymore. We're not going to do it. Ask me about Paige. Ask me about myself. I don't know what's going on with Chris or you won't know. Eh, I don't know. She might like drama a little bit more than she lets on. Hmm. Well, if I was Paige, I would just be happy to get the invitation to the group hangout. I would be on my P's and Q's. And be like, Anybody need something to drink? Can I get that trash for you? Because mm. <laughs> not you being the one, two, three. What is it? Ninth wheel? Oof. 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 No, but it, I know it's hard because... It's the only one right now that has dissolved. I'm sure everybody feels bad. Um, I'm sure everybody, Chris wasn't invited. So, you know, uh, everybody is on Paige's side. I think this was a very like, we're with Paige moment. So (laughs) hashtag I'm with her. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Speaking of the pool party, and then we'll go to the Chris and Paige conversation. I had to do some research because they were doing what I would like to coin some white mess. Um, they were what was playing- that American flag going on? Was it uh, <laughs> 4th of July? <laughs> like, why is the food in front of the American flag? Yo no sé, pero they were also playing a game called Icing, allegedly, which sources have told me is a game where you hide Smirnoff in a backyard or place. And then throughout the night, if you stumble upon it like an Easter egg, you have to get on your knee and down the beverage in front of everyone. So when I learned this information, I um, replied, what is the purpose? What is the reason? There was no reason. I said, well, why do you have to get on your knee? There was no reason. This is just apparently a drinking game. Did you know that? No, I've never heard of anything like that in my life, but it does sound fun. Like, or yeah, I guess if we were walking around the backyard, it would be fun. Um, But it seemed like they were all sitting down. So I wonder how they just happened to run into 
the Smirnoff. I don't know, unless they knew where it was. But maybe know. I'm thinking too deep into it. Maybe if you see it, go get it. So also, you could just hand me a Smirnoff. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's just drink. If we go and drink, I'm not trying to scavenge for my drink. Just hand it to me. Chilled. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, on a less fun meetup, Chris and Paige met up at a restaurant, it seems, a patio. And for the better half of it, they just stared at each other. They just looked at each other. And Paige actually got frustrated, visibly frustrated, and said, stop wasting my time. What do you want? Now, I yelled back at the TV and I said, you are wasting your time. Mm -mm. Why are you even here? What do you even want to hear from this man? He has told you he wants to move on from the relationship. He has told you he wants to get back together with a woman who doesn't even want to get back together with him. That baby is not yours. Y'all don't even have kids together. So what is left here? Nothing. No. Not a damn thing. So I don't then, know. Well, go on. I was going to say, so then Paige gets up. She's like, gets up. She walks away and we see her with the producers who are like, tell him you're done. Tell him you're finished with this relationship. She goes, okay, all right, all right. They're like, tell him not to call you anymore. Paige sits down. We should reset. (laughs) Mm. Chris gives his little speech half-heartedly. And Chris is like, you're right. We do need to start over. Hi, I'm Paige. I said, that don't sound like you're ending things. (laughs) You have an easy out, sis. Run. I wouldn't even say it was an easy out. It was a pretty hard one out. Like, but you are out. You can go. You've seen how nasty this man can be. He has not supported you. He has not defended you in the face of his baby mama, in the face of his pastor, friends, your friends. Like he has not proven, there's nothing that has allowed me to think that he would be a partner that you need. You could do better by yourself, girl. Like, oh, it's just terrible. And to think that you want to reset. I think the final straw for me would have been when I met your baby mama and you're sitting beside her talking to me over her shoulder like you're her man. Girl, (laughs) (laughs) if you don't get the fuck, like I'm better with your baby mama at this point than you. Come on. Like he's not, he has not done anything to prove that he would be a solid partner for you. In fact, he has proven the opposite, that he will run and abandon you at every chance. He will abandon his own baby mama, his own baby. Like he's not, he's not been to the prenatal appointments. You're already calculating and tabulating that the baby may or may not be a thing. Sis, if you, ha- if you have to sit here and crunch numbers to figure out if your man has a baby with another woman or not, look around. Let's take some perspective. Let's do some level setting. Like, how low does it have to go? It's just depressing because we see this woman. She is a Black woman, a dark-skinned Black woman, a dark-skinned Black woman who doesn't have the typical... Uh, stick thin shape you know she's not necessarily like the 
standard of beauty in America, still a beautiful girl, you would think, or I would hope that we would see this girl stand up in her power and in her value and say, I'm not going to accept this. But time and time again, she's falling into whatever trap Chris is laying. I guess he has to be charismatic because she keeps falling for it. Like, I mean, you talk about what he's laying. I hate to say it. I hope I don't sound ridiculous, but that man must have a big penis or something. No, I guarantee. I, I stand by it. He cannot be. He can't because even if he has, even if he has the equipment necessary, he is so self-centered. He does not think about anyone other than himself. The sex cannot be that good because all he's thinking about is how he looks. I'm sure there's a mirror right beside his bed and he's looking at himself pumping. Ain't nobody enjoying that. Like, come on, like be realistic. He does. He doesn't take the time to figure out her needs in any other setting. He doesn't take the time to watch her body language in any other setting or cater her cater to her in any other setting. I have to believe that the sex is whack because he's only thinking about himself. So he has gross dick. He is a gross human. He's not cute. I don't get it. 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 But honestly, at this point, I'm I'm mad at Chris, but I'm starting to get to the point where how mad can you be? You know, like how mad can you be at this man who is, who has done the work to make somebody not like him and they still like him? How how upset can you be? Uh, Paige, if, if you don't stand up for yourself, what can I do for you? You must like this. You must like this treatment. She said that she's been, uh, with a guy with a baby before she said that she's been the number two behind or rather number three behind the child and the baby mama before she said she didn't like it but obviously she does so just like with Virginia saying that she's this independent woman that don't need no man and then secretly wants her man under her 24 7 Paige it says she wants somebody who does right by her, but she enjoys this, clearly. You you must like being embarrassed. And I can't work myself up week after week. If you don't, if you don't care, I can't care, girl. You must like this. And it's so sad. You could you could do so much better. Yup. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of so much better, Brianna and Vincent. For the majority of this episode. I was in heaven with this couple Mm -hmm. from Vincent teaching Brianna four Spanish words a day. Although now we learn that he should maybe teach her bailar Mm -hmm. to Vincent remembering 23 days ago that Brianna said that she wanted a bike and getting her one Mm -hmm. to Brianna getting guacamole on her shirt to the two saying they love each other. Mm-hmm. Um, although they worked to that point, which was interesting. They had the conversation, it was rising, it was rising. They were giggling, they were giggling. And then it was, I love you, Mr. Mister. I was like, am I a softie? They went salsa dancing and then Vincent got embarrassed again. Ugh. God, this is going to be their struggle. Vincent, and I understand, honestly, I I was with everyone on Twitter, like, oh, here we go again. Here we go. But I understand we're on national TV. 
This man is Dominican. He's been saying this whole time that he could dance. And here we are, two steps into the salsa, and you don't know your right foot from your left. Like, that is embarrassing. You know he's going to get played as soon as he goes in front of his boys, his family. It's embarrassing. But you can make this lighthearted, and he continuously chooses to to make this some deep indictment on who he is as a person i get it nobody wants to have their dance lesson televised least of all me i've been to a salsa class if it was televised it wouldn't be you know great but you can be lighthearted, and brianna was modeling that for you like we don't have to be perfect it's just something to do and each and every time he it feels like a personal attack on him and his person or he takes it that way. It's so sad. It's that machismo energy. Mm. Da- damn near toxic masculinity. He's really teetering. I thought we had made progress from the last champagne situation. And now he's just so in his head. And even when he gets in his head, he can't just say, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. He's re- This is why I think he's a Taurus. He's so in his head. Even when Brianna is reassuring him, he, he can't get out of his head. He was sweating down in that <laughs> bottle of water. Like, sure. But I love when a man or anybody can make the most of a situation, especially when they like, oh, I'm not really that good at it. So maybe they're, you know, doing a little bit more or it's a class. You're not supposed to come in expert level with your ruffled shirt and your fast feet. It's just something to do. And if anything, throw your hands up and be like, I'm more of a bachata king. Let's do that next and hug up on your woman. Just start twerking or something. There were so many other ways to get out of the situation without downing everyone's vibe. Also shout out to the little Cuban man with his little Cuban mask. He was so cute. Um, And shout out to Brianna's dress. You were working and like, heels and heels working like the rent was. What do they say? What do the kids say? The rent was due. The rent was due. But no, I completely agree with you. There were 101 ways to play this off or to, to minimize the impact. And he chose none of them. He chose instead to make this um, a, a commentary on him as a person, on him as a Dominican, which he clearly cares about. Uh, it's sad. The one thing that I was going to say about Vincent is I think that he has begun to do the work, like uh, not necessarily on camera, but before he came in to kind of break himself out of this toxic toxic masculinity, as you mentioned, this machismo energy that he has. I don't think that he has cracked the code. I think that he's working on it. So I think uh, the good thing about Vincent is he knows or he can see when, um, you know, this is just me. This is just me being sensitive. This is just me being a baby. Um, and so I'm hopeful that soon, if you keep working at it, soon you'll be able to catch it in the moment and not do it course correct. But you're not there yet, champ. You're not there yet. He had the pouting going on the one word answers he was he was just insufferable by the end of it and it was a beautiful date his wife looked beautiful he looked handsome 
it's a fun one-on-one date nobody is there and he can't enjoy it because what because what he your salsa steps weren't on point come on is it that deep this is salsa dancing girl don't nobody care enough (laughs) you're moving that's enough for me yeah I have hope for them though it's just this dang Vincent and his attitude. Let's see how quickly he rebounds after this. The one thing I want to point out before we leave this topic is that if, if Clara had done something like this, you would write her off immediately. You would be done with her, X by her name, done. But Vincent, you're willing to give grace to. That's and I not- just want to say... I am giving, I, let me admit my bias. I'm always willing to give grace to people of color. That being said, Clara did do something similar to this on her wedding day. She was like, my hemline is so short and I had sneakers that I wanted to wear. And she brought it up again and again and again and again. And she couldn't let it go. Uh huh. But Vincent has done something like this too. He has. His highs are way higher than Clara's. You are giving Clara no rope and you're giving everyone else a, and maybe not a hell of a lot of rope, but a little bit. You're giving them a little bit and you got her on the leash. To go back to Clara and Ryan, he wasn't just, you know, sh- oversharing his trauma. He was also sharing what he's passionate about in life. He was sharing what motivated him. He said, I'm not a person motivated by money. I'm a person motivated by success. I'm a very purpose-driven person. I love that passion from him. I was perturbed by her response as I've been perturbed by her choices the whole season. Vincent has moments of hysteria, but he is consistently a high achieving spouse. He opens himself up to vulnerability. He at least tries to communicate through the hardship. He's working on it, not perfect. He plans special things for his wife. He goes above mm-hmm. and beyond even the direction of production. He doesn't just complain about it. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Clara, like you said, take the reins of what bothers her. I just see her complain. And mm-hmm. so the complaining matched with the lack of ingenuity, imagination, acceleration, plus the simmering the simmering prejudice, ignorance, that's not a cocktail I'm signing up for. Take it back. You are unnecessarily harsh on her. And I think that the reason why is because, and we've talked about this last season um, at the very end, we've never seen an actual biracial couple before. This is the no, first. You're not about to play me like that. First of all. Yeah, this no. is the first time that this is happening. This is, I mean, as we have said before, every couple in the past that we have had different cultures in couples, but if there was a Latina with a white person, that was still a white Latina. So they still, it was not as though they had to, to such a divide to cross. I'm not hard on Clara because she's dating a black biracial man. No part of me is upset because she is with a black man and he is with a white woman. I don't care. This is 2021. Do what you're going to do. There was no part of the setup to this couple that made me believe that it would go any other way. 
and no shade to Ryan, but it's not really like, dang, we lost him to the game. Like, go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> if you want to date white women, date white women. I know I wasn't checking for you. No shade, no tea. I appreciate your passion, but the haircut just doesn't work for me. Nor does your mustache or anyways, I'm not going to go in on Ryan because he's, uh-huh. no, he's a good man. He's a good man. Mm-hmm. But my irritation towards Clara is not because is not inherently because she is a white woman. It is because of the symptoms of her being a white woman. I'm giving her a lot of grace because she has a steep uphill to climb. And I think that she has tried in her own way to climb it. And I think that she's making mistakes along the way, Um, but she's not not going to be perfect at it because she's never had to do it before you're saying she has an uphill battle and that and it sounds like she has dated quote-unquote exotic people before that her preference is to be with caramel complexion people so at her big age not being able to and remember we haven't even had a conversation about race with mm-hmm. Ryan and Clara yet what is the uphill battle I am critiquing her based on her inability to carry conversation to, I am also critiquing her on her ability to not put her wedding before her hemline, her marriage, and getting to know her partner above her sneakers. I'm Would crit- you critique Vincent for not being able to put his wife over champagne or his yes. wife over salsa? I spent- you, you don't have the same rancer for any other couple or any other person. I mean, it's all the women, all the women except for Brianna irritate the shit out of me excuse my language irritate me (laughs) on this show because they signed up for a program that has marriage in the title and we're not prepared for marriage I I that's part of the reason I watch the show and also part of the reason I hate the show is because it's people who are more in love with marriage than they are with actually what it means in this episode Mm -hmm. we talked about what is love and I don't think a lot of them know what love is whether it's through Um, lack of it in their life, whether it's from their own inability to see it because of their own flaws. Brianna defined it as no longer looking for flaws and being able to go to each other for everything. And Vincent said it's thinking about them all the time and accepting them for who they are. I don't hear that language coming out of Clara's mouth. I hear Clara saying, I like being in love. I say Mm -hmm. I'm in love a lot, but Mm -hmm. I don't hear Clara doing the work to achieve love, to sink in it, to surrender to it, to sit in it. The thing is, I have empathy for people who are on their journey, who Mm -hmm. are in a moment of, of vulnerability, make a mistake, or they don't say the right thing in, in the pressure cooker and can come back from it. Clara just doesn't say the right thing. And there's no pressure. There's literally no pressure. She doesn't doesn't say the right, it's not even that she doesn't say the right thing. It's that she doesn't even come close to the halfway mark on the thing. And it's not all the time. She does have redeemable moments. I think sometimes she's very funny. She's a supportive friend. She often keeps the conversation going and keeps group activities fun. But I'm not going to go to bat for someone who is who from the beginning has shown me based, I, I pick up on those little things. When she used the word exotic, that rubbed me the wrong way and I won't forget it. When she had an issue with Ryan's last name, 
that rubbed me the wrong way and I will not forget it. I simply won't because there's no issue with interracial love. There's no issue. Love is love. Love is love is love is love. And honestly, I think there is a scarcity of true love. And so wherever you can find it without labels of any kinds of age, race, region, orientation, whatever, you should go after it. My issue is with fetishization. My issue is with, I want a package and I don't want what's inside of it. Mm -hmm. That is why I do not like Clara. And, and no part of me will want to get to know her better until I see more consistent positive behavior, until I see mm -hmm. more consistent progressive behavior. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't need, she's very gregarious and has a lot of fun quips and all the, all that mm -hmm. in the fifth. I'm not mm -hmm. here for it because I'm still focused on your residual racism. I leave the door open for Clara to work through her religious issues. I leave the door open for Clara to work through some race issues. And I leave the door open for Clara to hopefully get into some racy things with, what's that man's name? Ryan. Ryan. And potentially after she gets laid, she will be a lighter person. And I look forward to getting to know that person. And I look forward to seeing more from Clara. Clara, if you're listening, I don't hate you. I just want better for you. And that's what I call tough love. The toughest. <laughs> The very toughest. What, what, what was our bright? Let's end on a high note. Let's end on a high note. Listen. What, yeah. what, what was the best part of the episode for you? Mm, I would say all of the, the love in the air, the I love yous, I thought were really nice and sweet. And it felt like they were heartfelt. They didn't feel, you know, like they were forced or awkward or anything like that. And it came from the couples that I knew would be like a good match so I'm excited in that sense well it certainly wasn't when Haley bought Jacob clothes and was like I know we're fighting but I also wanted to get you a completely new wardrobe <laughs> he was unimpressed he was like I don't give a damn about none of this none of these so said, save your coins honey but he also said when uh they were at the cookout or whatever the picnic um, it, I think Virginia said, oh, she has good style, nice, cute, blah, 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 blah. Like, I appreciate Virginia for those moments of levity. I really loved the bicycle thing, but that's just because I love a man that listens. It was so mm. sweet, and they were so smitten the entire episode. And Until I, the end. I think Ryan and Vincent both like to be good at things. I just think that Ryan happens to be closer to his goal than Vincent. I don't think they have the same issue. I think Ryan, as you said, wants to look good at things, wants to be perfect at things. I don't think Vincent wants to be perfect at things. I just don't think that he wants to be like God awful at things. Like, I don't think that he wants to be the one that's constantly making a mistake and have to reset. I don't think that he's one of those people that, that I have to work out all the time and eat the right food to look great. I just don't think that like if he had spilled the guacamole on him, I think he would have been embarrassed over that. But mm. we also know. got another look from Brianna this week, which I liked. She gave us braids in the confessions. She did. She did. I thought that was nice. Also, her like setup for the confession is like very <laughs> intense. 
professional. <laughs> I thought the episode overall was good. There wasn't anything that made me laugh out loud, but there was a, I mean, there were little bits that made me laugh out loud, but there were much more bits that made me scream at my TV. And that's what we call Wednesday watching. I like this episode a lot because I think in past episodes, we've mentioned that we spend so much time with Chris and Paige that we haven't even been able to get into what the other couple's issues are. And I think that the show finally struck the balance between giving Paige and Chris time, but not like all of the time, not choking us out with it. So we're able to see, you know, other people, other issues, even if it's not as intense as Paige and Chris's it's still worth viewing so what are your predictions moving forward Ryan and Claire are going to stay together um Eric and Virginia are going to stay together Vincent and Brianna are going to stay together I still think honest or I, let me not say I think I hope and pray that Paige and Chris get a divorce but the way that Paige is writing for this man <laughs> it feels like the only way that's going to happen is if he like kills it, her mama or something that's the only way that she's going to back up off of him I don't even think that would do it I don't <laughs> think that would do it god I hope so I hope I hope that something wakes her up eventually but I do not think that they're going to be together I don't know if that's what I said originally but I hope they're not in actuality I feel like they are going to be together but I hope she grows up and then who's the last Jacob and Haley at the beginning, I said that I wasn't sure. I was on the fence about them. Now, I mean, it's going to take a miracle of effort for Haley to make that work. Paige and Chris are going to get a divorce. Haley and Jacob are going to get a divorce. Eric and Virginia are going to stay married. Brianna and Vincent, Clara and Ryan will also stay married. Bada bing, bada boom. We'll see what happens. Okay, so feel free to join in on the conversation by following us on Twitter at MavsMamas or following us on our personal uh, pages. I'm at Selena Mbalan. And I'm at Fluke Fiasco. Also this week, we wanted to shout out at Kara underscore Mel X zero for letting us know that we should watch Mrs. Kevin on stage's video with Dr. Viviana. It had a lot of good insight and they were great interviewers. Dr. Viviana did not hold back. Thank you so much for putting us on. And we hope that you all will keep talking to us on Twitter. We love our maths fam. All right. We'll talk to you next time. It's all or nothing. Burp, burp, burp. <laughs>